Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, July 14th. That's a major holiday. We'll uh, acknowledge later on. I am Liz Dolan. I am in Santa Monica, California, joined on the line with three of my four sisters. So this is very exciting. Julie, we'll start with you because yesterday was your birthday. Happy birthday. Well, thank you, Liz, and vive la France, because today (laughs) is Bastille Day, right? You doing anything special in Dallas to celebrate Bastille Day? incredible as this may seem i have been invited to a bastille day party later today so i'm gonna i'm gonna put on something french looking and uh like i don't know go to the bastille day party how about that julie you're so international it doesn't surprise me that you're going to a bastille day party um also with us on the line from bend oregon monica dolan how are you great hey ladies sitting over here in the bungalow um getting ready to go canoeing later on today Nice. Now, last I saw you last weekend when I was leaving Bend, your car was being towed away. There was a, there was a situation which has obviously were, resolved itself. Right. I, I had some trouble last week when I drove over to Bend to be with you for the 4th of July, and I did not return to Portland in my car. You're right, Liz. It was towed away, towed to a undisclosed location in Bend, a garage, and I rented a Kia, drove home to Portland, worked all week. Our brother Dick took care of all the car repairs. Nice. Uh, there was one minor one and one major one, uh, but I look at it as an investment for the future. So because I have to keep that car for a few more years. <laughs> Positive thinking, Monica. Yeah. So so I um. Anyways, drove back on Friday night in the rental car, and now I'm reunited, reunited with my Volkswagen Passat. Very happy. Very, very nice. And and speaking of cars, Sheila Dolan joins us from South Pasadena. But Sheila, I understand you're in your mobile unit. What does that even mean? I'm in my mobile unit. That means uh, my Ford C-Max that I bought this year has become my home. And um, presently... (laughs) Are you living in a car now, Sheila? (laughs) Well, here's the deal. Uh, You know I'm off for the summer. I have my tutoring charges. I have my four or five clients that I go to. I have the beautiful lift back, hatchback uh, in my Ford C-Max. So what I do each day, girls, is I just fill my car with everything I need for the entire day including my swimming gear, all my tutoring materials, magazines, books, whatever I need. And I am completely mobile in my car. I, I, I do not go back to my apartment because it's too hot, right? So yeah. <laughs> it, it's too hot in Pasadena. So I'm enjoying my car so much. Presently, I'm staked out at a Penguin's outside of Penguin's Frozen Yogurt Shop, which is one of my many coffee shops that I frequent during the day. You're <laughs> so in your car right now? You're yes. doing a podcast from your car? Because I downloaded Skype on my new iPhone, girls. I am, I am updated. <laughs> I, have connect, I have connectivity. So you're basically camped on the Penguin's Wi-Fi signal and using Skype? Is that the way this oh. Penguins is the greatest thing ever in my life. I mean, I cannot thank those girls enough. They see me all the time. It's so fresh and clean in there. Uh-huh. Air, air conditioning. I love it. So, I mean, regular listeners know we have a lot of connectivity issues with Sheila. Well, she'll often start the show with us and then drop off halfway through. So this is the first full show we're going to attempt where with your new mobile unit connectivity situation. (laughs) So you've got the Penguin's Wi-Fi, you've got the Skype, you've got the iPhone, and you're in your car. That's how this is working today, right? And there's one other thing I forgot to mention. I have the Pete's Coffee because Penguin's has a full-service Pete's coffee bar attached to it. So you don't have to go to Pete's per se. You can go. When are you moving into Penguins? Officially? I am taking meetings at Penguins. I first, 
I took my first meeting with my new staff for next year at Penguins. And everybody enjoyed it, okay? Do you have bathroom privileges at Penguins? Oh, complete, complete. And you get free refills, lots of, lots of perks. <laughs> okay, people know where to find Sheila now. If you see, if you see a C-Max parked in front of the Penguins, that's our mobile unit. Um, well, as long as we're talking about, like, our connectivity, I want to do a quick social media update because we're in contact with lots of people in lots of ways. And there's been a flurry of fun stuff happening on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group and also emails. So just shout out to a couple of people, starting with Luann Marshall, who celebrated your birthday yesterday, Julie. Did you Hi. see she posted an amazing picture of some lovely cupcakes in honor of your birthday? That was so nice. And what I enjoyed most about that is that she, she confessed, I did not make these cupcakes, but I did attach the photos successfully. <laughs> That's what we like. Semi-homemade. Yes. So I think it's more, I think it's more she found the photo on Pinterest or something. Like these, these cupcakes may or may not exist in the real world. But in the real world, she did go to hear Leon speak yesterday at the Orange Public Library in Southern California. So she had a lot of fun being with Leon yesterday. So, um, so thanks, Luann, for, for both of those things. Things. Also on the Facebook group, there was a very funny post from longtime listener and occasional guest on Satellite Sisters, Kathy Douglas, who um, you may or may not know people if you're new to Satellite Sisters, that there are hundreds of our shows posted at uh, in iTunes. So Kathy was listening. Here's what she posted. Listen to a hilarious show from November 2005 today. Okay, cast your mind back, sisters. Ooh, November that's the Wayback Machine. That is yeah. the Wayback Machine. So here she goes. Monica was talking about listening to a podcast with some guys who sat around talking about the TV show Lost. <laughs> so, okay, so that's where we are in cultural history, right? Lost podcast. Sheila said, I don't get it. What's a podcast? People just talk to their computer. <laughs> and look at you now, sister. Mobile podcasting. Sheila, you've gone from not knowing what a podcast is to your own mobile unit. Yes. Like, we have come a long way in eight years. Wow. Then, okay. Kathy goes on. Then Julie talked about making Skype phone calls and Monica said, there's no way that could be free. <laughs> <laughs> And, and again, we'd like to point out, we now record our show on Skype. That's how we are connected to each other. So thank goodness it's free. Oh, uh, this is funny. Then you had a guy on talking about Google being the tech company of the year and how they were working on making video available on your computer. And Monica said, so someday I might be able to watch snippets of Lost on my computer? <laughs> And then the guy said, yeah, but there will be more than that. You'll be able to type in an area of interest, such as, say, kittens playing with string, and hundreds of videos will pop up. And then Leon and Liz said, yeah, like anyone's going to want to do that. <laughs> so, so Visionaries. I That's what we were <laughs> Visionaries, so yes. We, so we basically could not imagine podcasting. We could not imagine Skype. We could not imagine YouTube. And we were barely able to wrap our minds around Google search. So, uh, so that's, that's pretty funny. funny. And Kathy ends her post by saying, hindsight, sisters, hindsight. And, <laughs> and I just want to remind Kathy and everyone else that what we always used to say on the show, and we should repeat it now, is, we're not experts. We're just sisters, right? We have right. never claimed any kind of expertise in anything. Um, one other piece of communication we got this week is regular old email. Jill Worley from uh, Anaheim, California, who always signs her emails, longtime faithful lister, listener. Thank you, Jill. We recognize that. So she sent um, Julie a very funny birthday email based on the discussion we had about who fouled up the remote in your guest room when we were staying at your house. So, Julie, did you see that picture? It's hilarious. That, that was great because what the picture is, is uh, it's, a, it's remote control for grandma. And essentially, they've taken ma masking tape and taped over all the buttons except for, like, two. <laughs> so turn it on. 
and turn it off. And Monica, I remember when you stayed in the guest room, and because I provide uh, uh, Wi-Fi and TV in my guest room, you said you were wildly pressing all the buttons on the remote control. Remember that? So right, trying to get the TV to work, and then I blamed it on Liz. <laughs> Because I, I was the previous Liz, resident Liz of the guest room. I stayed in the guest room the weekend before. So I said it was Liz's fault. <laughs> That's right. So I think I might get some masking tape and uh, just do some adjustments up in the guest room. So the next time you're breezing through Dallas, we're going to have a remote control that works. Right. So if you if you want to stay in touch with us in any way, remember you can join the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. You can email us. Our email address is sisters at satellitesisters.com. And then we post the show every week on our blog, so you can always post a comment at, on the blog. One other part of the social media update that I thought you guys would appreciate is I have a FaceTime appointment after we finish this Skype recording appointment later today Ooh. Um, with my friend, you know, when we go to Connecticut later this summer, the, a friend of mine has loaned us her beach house on Long Island for a few days. So that's where we're going to go for the shape-up phase of the trip. We're going to go to Long Island, shape up for a few days before we turn up in Connecticut. So we were talking this week about like things that go on and understanding how her house operates. And she said, don't worry, there's a, there's a notebook here. She's gonna, she won't be there, but there's a, a, you know, a folder, a binder, as there often is in people's vacation homes about how everything um, works. But the FaceTime appointment specifically, she needs to review the operation of her very complicated coffee machine with us. (laughs) Because she said, I cannot leave you alone to try to operate this coffee machine. It's just too complicated. And we can't even figure out how to write down how to use it in the official house binder. So she's going to do a live demo for me later today. Oh, that's excellent. Because I said, there is no vacation. We can't go through like three or four days of shape up with no coffee. She's like, totally understand. That's why we're doing the lesson. So that's my main appointment later today is the um, shape up, coffee yeah. shape up, so that we are fully briefed on how to operate this extremely complicated machine. Oh, good. So, Sheila, maybe you could do a FaceTime with the um, cashiers of Penguins later on. <laughs> well, I was going to say their, their uh, Pete's coffee uh, machine is very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to this excellent coffee machine that involves an on-screen demo, Liz. That sounds really good. Please tell your friend, Liz, that she can always use masking tape to cover over buttons that she doesn't want any of the Dolan sisters. From. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea, Julie. I will, I will pass that along in our Facebook appointment. Um, so, okay, Julie, international news once again. You, there's lots happening in your realm. There, there is. I mean, well, let's first start. It was my birthday yesterday. I want to thank everyone for my birthday wishes, cards, uh, Facebook posts. Liz, you buzzed in. I enjoyed that. Leanne sent me a gift certificate. Uh, wow. I know. It was very <laughs> generous. Nice. You know, on the last podcast, she was talking about the Bobby Brown illuminator or something that we luminosity i think luminosity that we this is what we needed to achieve for this upcoming family wedding and so she gave me a gift a certificate and she strategy i have already redeemed my gift certificate so yes julie i am going to be illuminating but I'm, i'm really proud of you so in many ways, it was a very happy day. It was my birthday. It was, it was an above-average birthday. It's a double birthday because it's also my youngest son's birthday. He turned 30 yesterday. Oh, wow. Woo-hoo. That's, um, that's magnificent. But at the same time, it was also a very strange day because we also heard about the verdict of Trayvon Martin. So while I was having some personal happiness you know, I think everyone in the country or people around the world and really pe- uh, people have been following this trial around the world. You know, the verdict came out. Zimmerman was found not guilty. And I think it's one of those things where it was such a tragedy to have this 17 year old boy die, to have this man, you know, he now has to live with, you know, live with the fact that he killed this person in this terrible fight that happened. You know, that, and, you know, that everyone who has been through this, I was 
most impressed in the trial. I listened to a lot of it on the radio with um, with Trayvon Martin's parents. I, I think just their um, tremendous grief, but also their grace under grief, and um, the fact that Trayvon's mother, you know, before the verdict came out, tweeted out that she wanted everyone to remain calm and that she, you know, she said she has put her trust in the Lord. You know, it just was so beautiful and heartbreaking and... Um, and just horribly sad, the whole thing. It's so sad. It's horribly sad, and it's, you know, you would... You know, I know the media has whipped everything all up, but, you know, at the core of it, it you know, there's a great deal of tragedy for everybody that was involved. And, um, you know, I hope that some peace and um, can be found for these families, for, you know, Trayvon Martin's family, um, but it's hard when, you know, it's hard to imagine. It's, it's unbelievable that the mother could be so, so like you said, so graceful under pressure and under, I mean, because everyone was sort of holding their breaths yesterday and w- waiting for the verdict, Julie. So, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, and people are very, you know, very adamant about uh, either side. So, yeah, it was it was an incredible, incredibly intense day, definitely. Yeah, so... Now, every time I think of my birthday being July 13th, I will always think that this was also the same day that the verdict came down. So it's just a, it's a... a Well, Julie, I I do want to let you know on a light note that I did make a call to you earlier this week. Yes, you did, But I had no idea it was your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So I forgot... I forgot that, but I did put in a call just to say hello. Yes, you did, Sheila. Which <laughs> I, I know. So I was thinking it might be a pre-birthday call, but I'm glad you fessed up to the fact that it wasn't. Know. It was not. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll confess then. I didn't really realize it either, except that yesterday morning I was listening to Leon's podcast, Chaos Chronicles. She records that recorded that on Friday. So on Saturday morning, as I was walking Ferris, I was li- listening to Chaos Chronicles. And Leon talked a long time about how the 13th was Julie's birthday, but also, you know, she was really hoping that the royal baby would be born on the 13th as a birthday gift to Julie. And so as I'm walking Ferris, I'm thinking, yeah, when I get home, I got to check on when the 13th is. That must be coming up (laughs) pretty soon. And I got home, I was like, oh my God, it's today. And that's when I, that's when I rang in to Dallas. And so you caught buzzed in, Liz. Yes. And it was, it was a very heartfelt call. So is appreciated. All is appreciated. Hey, moving on to some other news. I mean, obviously in the U.S., um, the trial has really been preoccupying most of the airwaves. But I just did want to give you an update on Edward Snowden. You know, he is the NSA worker that had spilled the beans about what was going on. He fled to Hong Kong and he has been held up allegedly in the transit lounge of the Sheremetyevo airport in Moscow. But as I reported in my previous podcast, that I really didn't believe that he has been, Edward Snowden has been in the transit lounge for three weeks. I believe the Russians had taken him. They had him in the forest, in a dacha, and they were getting all of our secrets from Edward Snowden. Um, so, but he did reemerge in the transit lounge Friday, um, and there was a giant press conference. And I just want you to know that I had my own special emissaries that were happened to be in the transit lounge of the Moscow airport at roughly the same. That is really that's unbelievable, Julie. Now, you you still have special emissaries in that part of the world. Yes. Of course, this does not surprise us. We just did not realize. Yes, these are my grandchildren. Alice and Benjamin. Now, they, they are not... They in the transit lounge? They were in the transit lounge, Monica. They were coming back from their summer vacation, visiting their other grandparents. Now, my grandchildren are not human rights activists, but they are very active. They are very active. And they were there in the lounge around the same time as Edward Snowden. So, um, but here's, here's the update. He has now asked for asylum in Russia, um, temporary asylum in Russia, so that he can then figure out transit to one of three South American countries where I, th- where I suppose he thinks he's going to live happily ever after. Um, 
You know, when I, I lived in Russia for four and a half years, and one of the things that I learned about Russia is it's impossible to understand Russia. But I was also told by a Russian, and I think this is very true, that she said, Julie, nothing in Russia happens without the Kremlin. So unlike our, our country where we have freedom of speech, we have freedom of actions, and, you know, people can do whatever they want, in a country like Russia, everything is tightly controlled by the Kremlin. So I believe what you're seeing playing out in the media now, where he is asking for asylum from Russia, and we're, you know, dragging this out in the press, and that he has other more damaging data to, to share and reveal, is all part of some scripted drama by the Russian government. Why? Why, you might, you might ask? <laughs> Why? Why? Thank you. It's because this it provides the Russian government, specifically Putin, with a way to sort of humiliate the United States, that they can dangle this dissident, they can, this hack, you know, whatever you want to call him, you know, in front of us. Uh, President Obama had to call President Putin on Friday to, you know, to ask about Snowden. So this is a way that Russia can uh, reassert its uh, dominance over the United States and make the United States look weak. So, so, yes, you know, he did uh, reemerge with some human rights activists at his side. But that, I believe, was all, you know, is all just scripted very carefully by the government. And at some point when he is of no longer of use to Russia, then he will be sent to one of these three countries, uh, Venezuela, Nicaragua or Bolivia. So, okay. That is an interesting perspective. Thank you for that. But can we clarify one? I think what listeners will be most curious about, why your grandchildren are, <laughs> are in the transit lounge. So transit. when you say their summer vacation, it's because their other, your daughter-in-law is originally from Kyrgyzstan, correct? Kyrgyzstan, right. And if you want to travel, one way to travel from Dallas, Texas to uh, Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan is through Moscow, Russia. So they flew on a plane. They were coming home. So they left Bishkek, um, Kyrgyzstan, flew to Moscow, Russia, actually flew to the Domodedovo airport, the other airport, then came across in transit to the Sheremetyevo airport in order to catch a flight to the United States. So yes, indeed, my personal we're in, the, we're transiting through the transit lounge uh, where Edwin Snow, Edward Snowden allegedly has been held up. Okay, so. now I'm just holding out for some kind of news photo that will leak out of Snowden standing, talking to, say, the media or whatever, but in the background seeing your little grandchildren going by. That's going to be good. So st keep your eyes peeled for that, people. Yes. So that is, that's, uh, we, you know, I'm, I'm staying on top of that situation. As we move around the world, obviously the other place on July 13th that everyone was really thinking, you know, something was going to be happening was London because we're all waiting for the birth of the royal baby. And, you know, I have to say, I was thinking of Kate, you know, maybe because it, it was, it's also my son's birthday, July 13th. And I was thinking back about, you know, the day he was born. And I just remember what it was like before, Sheila, you know, you're a mom, you, you know this, like before the baby is born, you're so nervous. You know, I don't know, there's sort of like a performance thing. Like, what is this going to be like? What's the labor going to be like? Is the baby going to be okay? You know, I can remember when I went to the hospital for the birth of my son, Will, I didn't even call my mother-in-law, you know, I, I just, I didn't, I don't even think I called mom and dad. I just, I sort of wanted to just go, you know, do, you know, go through labor, get it done. And then I would tell people. So when I think about poor Kate, and if you've seen the press scrum that is outside that hospital, I can't yeah. imagine that they're going to. Oh, and you're so uncomfortable. I mean, can't just give her a break. I know. You're I you're so, just so uncomfortable. It's so painful. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. That was just in case, just to reestablish that. Sheila, yes. when, when Ruthie was born, didn't you end up delivering, like, in a coat closet or something at the hospital? Because, no. Because it was a full moon and there were, like, too many babies being born? It was a full eclipse of the moon. That's right. But they had no more room, so they – this is the Wayback Machine – um, 1982, they decided to wheel out the never-been-used-before birthing table, all right? It was a birthing, it was a special birthing bed, a birthing bed. 
and they had never used it before. It was like it had 26,000 moving parts to it, and they had to get this bed together while I'm in labor. <laughs> well, and hopefully Kate so- will not be experiencing <laughs> any, like, last-minute putting the equipment together aspects of it, it was just, I remember it was like a, a, a wooden bed that they had to, like, assemble while I was screaming my head out. I mean, it was just horrible. Well, well, thank you, Sheila. Thank you for sharing, Sheila. No, I mean, but people have to know that it's not easy. (laughs) But, Julie, I was hoping that uh, the royal baby might come on the day that is your birthday, your son Will's birthday, and actually our grandfather's birthday, all, all on July 13th. And because you have your will and Diana had her will, it just seemed like it would have been nice. I, I thought so, Liz. But anyway, I really, I'm just thinking of her as one mother to another. It's just, it's a lot of pressure if you see how much press is out there. So hopefully they have a secret back door for her, uh, so that she can enter the hospital without going in front of all those people. So Well, we hope you keep us posted on all things international, Julie. Indeed. I don't understand any of it, but um, I've mainly been focusing on things uh, coming up in our lives, which is the big wedding, the big wedding of our niece, Megan. Yes. Right? So um, I think as I emailed Megan the other day, uh, I said, listen, Megan, I think between the five sisters, We've completely bought out the entire wedding guest genre at Nordstrom's. Um, Now, I don't know. Monica and I have been online constantly. Leon weighed in the other day. She started like this. I've never bought a dress online, but I said, Leon. I have ordered so much online this summer for the wedding, starting with my daughter, Ruth, who, of course, as always, has nothing to wear. I mean, I mean nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And we're starting from the ground up. I mean, so I ordered her a couple dresses. Now, our niece, Megan, is getting married in early August. Of course, there's a rehearsal dinner and a wedding. Um, And you need some options. Um, Right. You need need something really beautiful. I mean, because... The, the invitation and the wedding at home. I mean, everything sounds like it's going to be top-notch. Right, girls? <laughs> right, right. Yes. <laughs> Starting right. with that wedding invitation, Monica, <laughs> which was frameable. It's like a, a forest was cut down for that one invitation. Anyway, okay, so I went to Nordstrom's online the minute I got my gift certificate uh, from the parents last year. And <laughs> Good, Sheila. That's, I know. That's, you, and, don't, you don't want to let those gift certificates get cold. <laughs> but, but that's a trick. That, that's just a sham because you use the gift certificate and then you pay for like six other things. Yeah. You think because you have the gift certificate. So that's what I did. I bought two dresses for my daughter, rehearsal dinner and wedding. One did not work. And I did not know this. Monica, you order online all the time. Right. I, I, I ordered three dresses from Nordstrom, and I told Sheila two, one was horrible, <laughs> one was not very good, and one was a maybe. So I have three and only one maybe and two events. Uh-oh. So the well, clock so, is ticking. Yeah, the clock is ticking. Now, there are two events. And, Julie, I assume, I mean, here's the thing. This is what I was thinking. It it makes sense that I would order online because I don't even have the presentable look to go into a store. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure, Sheila. And actually, you know, talk with the saleswoman about, like, what, what, because, but, Julie, I assume you actually go into stores and buy things. Is that true? Do you have your wedding outfits ready? Yes, but Sheila, uh, um, but you know, as you said, it's a multiple events. There's a rehearsal dinner, then there is the marriage, the wedding in the church in the afternoon, and then there's a break, and then there's the reception in the evening. So my question to you, Sheila, when you did call for my not birthday call, <laughs> and I called you back, um, was 
are you going to wear something? Do you need two outfits, one for the rehearsal dinner and the wedding, or three outfits, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and then something different to wear to the reception? Liz and I discussed the very same thing last weekend. We did. And yes, and what did what did you, what did you come up with? We you, we Liz and I. Well, we're not wearing the same dress, <laughs> but we're but we're going with the same outfit for the wedding and the reception. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I think is the. I don't think there's any expectation unless you're the bride or Mariah Carey that you need to change between the two <laughs> Saturday events. It just so happened the schedule had to work out that way because they couldn't have the church service any later on the Saturday. But they are not trying to create two different events, and I think we should treat it as one big event. However, what that does is you have to decide then which event really is your priority event on the (laughs) Saturday. Because if you dress for like the the church wedding, that might be a different, say, comfort level and style than if you're really thinking through like, what do I want to wear to the reception, which will include presumably Lots of dancing on a very hot, muggy night in August in Connecticut, right? So that's why, for me, I finally did my shopping yesterday, only because all four of you have terrified me about how much time you're spending (laughs) thinking about this. So, and Liam's podcast Friday was almost exclusively about this. So, uh, So I did my shopping yesterday and actually came home. Yes, Sheila, I walked into an actual store. But I came home with two dresses and a third one that they didn't have in my store, but that is coming from another store. So obviously, one of these dresses will not make the cut. But if the one that I wanted from another store, <laughs> if, if that actually does arrive, that becomes the wedding dress, and the other one becomes the rehearsal dinner dress. However, if the dress that's on order does not come, then all of the other two dresses bump forward in the priority list, and uh, what is currently the rehearsal dinner dress can become the wedding and reception dress, if you follow. So, uh, oh, so interesting. We're Julie, mother. Yeah. yeah. I was totally going to pull a Mariah, and then... I decided against it. Meaning that you were going to wear two dresses uh, to the day of the wedding. One to because the- it's because my reception dress is sort of high concept. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean? What's I mean, a high concept? Well, it's it's a it's an actual high low dress. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's a high low. It's a it's a long dress, and I decided to go with something very very beautiful. Um, a, a beautiful Rachel Zoe dress. Oh, oh, but it's it's not. When you say high low, you're not referring to the asymmetrical hemline. Yes, high low. Low. yes I am, Liz. Really? It's a high, wow. It's a high low. Because so, you, because you apparently missed the Satellite Sisters last week, where we talked about how heinous <laughs> that look is. Yeah, uh, Leanne said that none of us, no one really should wear an elliptical dress. Okay, well, you know what? I am wearing one because I have spent weeks returning and ordering and returning and ordering this high, this beautiful, gorgeous dress. And it's, it's a, it, it says it's a high-low dress, but I don't think it's going to appear to you. You're not going to say, oh, that's a high-low dress. You're going <laughs> to say, we are. Yes, we no. are. Yeah. I think we're going to spot it from a mile away. <laughs> and, and you know what? I am sorry I brought it up because <laughs> I do not want negativity around this dress. <laughs> I, I, I'm just sort of chuckling to myself. It's revealing that clearly you don't listen to any Satellite Sisters shows that you are that you are not personally on. That's right. That's true, Liz. Okay. And this is a gorgeous dress, and I'm going with it. Okay. And it's it's light. It's airy. It's it, it actually matches the wedding colors, which I found out later are silver and blue. Oh, okay. really? Good to know. And, and guess what? This dress is silver and blue. Okay. Wow. So 
No one is going to stop me at this point from wearing a high-low dress. No. Okay. No, nor would you know we try. This is none of us. We we have the technology to send pictures of all our clothes to each other, but we're not doing that. You see, we're all waiting for the big reveal. We want to be respectful of everyone, including me. Right. I'm glad uh, you. I'm glad you warned us about the high-low, though. Because yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you you dissed the high low last week. Yes, no, we they trashed it. Yeah. Well, Sheila, and you clearly don't ever go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook group because all <laughs> listeners also trashed it. The I think I think the term was um dress mullet. Was that the actual term that one of the okay. yeah. I, I, I'm not speaking anymore. <laughs> I, I can't I can't I can't even go on right now. Well, one other like, one other like part it. of my panic yesterday came when I was talking to Julie for the the, the birthday call. It, Julie, it's when you said, "Well, you know, you got to nail down the dress so you have time to work on the accessories." It's the accessories that get complicated. I was like, "Oh my God, accessories!" I could I could hear you not breathing when I said that word on the phone. I could see that I had like really set panic into your heart. Just, oh yeah, you. you if you are not in the accessory phase of your dressing by now, girls, I am not. You're in trouble, and you need to call me, Monica. If you need some jewelry or something, let me know. You know, I have been, I have, I have, uh, I have, have a collection. Evening, evening bags, whatever you need, but you need to get on to that now, sisters. <laughs> I'm already on accessories. That's because I have a high low, and the, the dress speaks for itself. It is a state. It is a statement dress. dress okay, so Rachel well. Zoe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's it. That's all I can say. I was feeling good about it, and now I'm not. But I, and it's all about me. So that's it. You're on your own now. <laughs> oh wow! I have a clothing story, you guys, and it doesn't have to do with the wedding because. I'm totally unprepared, but I do have the undergarments, okay? So, uh, but I won't be wearing, well, I'll be wearing them to the wedding, but there'll be a dress over it. So I have to, I have to tell you. Thankfully. That's a good clarification, Monica. I have to tell you, I, I needed to buy some new bras or just a new bra. Don't we all? Don't we all? I know. You always need a new bra or you need a, a good fitting bra. Right. So... Think back to when Sheila and I used to do the lab rats and we did that bra testing. Yes. And I found the bra for me, which was the Donna Karen casual comfort active wear bra. <laughs> now I have been wearing this bra for not the 20, same bra. 20 I've, years. <laughs> I've been wearing this model for like the past eight years. I order them online at Amazon two at a time. I wear them out, throw them away, get two more. So imagine my horror when I go to Amazon and I find out they don't make this bra anymore. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, wow. That, that is cause for panic right there. Yes. And I have to tell you, I did an extensive internet search. Because <laughs> you're Monica, yes. I was willing to go back back channels, back channel bras. Well, you spend most of your internet time on TripAdvisor, so were they helpful at all? <laughs> I didn't ask my friends on TripAdvisor, but I was willing to buy a gently used model on eBay. If I can oh, no. Monica, Monica. Oh. So the bras are totally worn out, and I'm thinking I could go to Nordstrom. There's a nice Hungarian woman who takes out the tape measure. There's a lot of measurement. She pulls at the straps, but I, it just wasn't for me. So I read about this place in Dress. Portland. Did you have to get dressed to go into the store? That's right, a Sheila. That that was a deterrent. But you don't you don't have to get dressed to go to the east side of Portland, Oregon. Ooh. So I I found a store. It's a it's a bra underwear lingerie store, and it's called the Pencil Test. 
Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, I remember that from Glamour magazine. The oh, my test. God, what name. What a name. You what a name. A pencil test, that's how you knew if you needed a bra, right? You'd put a right. pencil under your bosom, and if it stayed, you needed to wear a brassiere. And if it fell out, you didn't. Exactly, Julie. Here we are in the Wayback Machine again. Glamour. And you know what? I could put a pencil case under my breast. <laughs> So I like the name. I it, it's, it was clever. It's one woman that owns the shop. I yelped it. Great reviews. So I go there, and um, I'm the only one in the store. I said, I'm here to buy a bra. And she said, would you like help? I said, yes, I would. So she sized. There were no measurements. Ooh. She, she sized me up by looking at me. Oh, that's intense. She's like a witch. She is. She's a bra whisperer. <laughs> and she had me turn around, and I have to tell you, I was wearing a black T-shirt. How did she, how could she tell? She just does this visual thing. So you can see she's thinking, she's looking. <laughs> so she went to her, she has like a sample drawer. And she pulled out this very lacy, frilly, you know, bra, which is a sample, she said, just to get the cup size right and everything. And um, so I tried it on. And you're in a a very nice dressing room with her. So I take off my T-shirt. I said, well, this is sort of a sports bra. And she said... I wouldn't be doing any sports in that. <laughs> and that's when she she had a whole string of bra-isms that I'm going to share with you. Okay, good, good. Okay. So she, she saw that I was just flopping around in the high, you know, the worn out Donna Karen bra. She said, you know, that is more like just wearing another T-shirt under your T-shirt. That's not really holding you in. I said, you're right. And I said, well, I don't really do sports. So, you know, it is a sports bra, but I don't do sports. So she asked me what kind of bra I wanted. And I said, you know, no lace, no frills. She said, just something plain. And I said, yes. So she goes out into uh, the showroom and brings back this very substantial black bra. And she said, just try it on. So I tried it on, and it was amazing. And it was amazing because the cup size was so low. I don't even know what letter of the alphabet it was. <laughs> but it was I it worked. Was moving towards, like, X, Y, Z in the <laughs> alphabet. And um, so she put it on, and then she started talking to me. She said, look, you know, this thing is holding you in. It's holding, you know, there, it fits. It's flat against your breastbone. The cups are big enough. She said, look at me. She said, you know what? If you put on your underpants every day <laughs> and you spent all day pulling them up, you know, pushing them down, you know, at lunch you had to reach your hand down in there and adjust things. <laughs> she said, you just wouldn't put up with that, would you? And I said, no, I wouldn't. She said, well, it's the same thing about your bra. You you just you should just touch your bra once in the morning. <laughs> the bra is a she said you should touch your bra once in the morning when you put it on and then you touch it again at night when you take it off. And I wanted to tell her, or in my case, in the afternoon. Work. <laughs> so um Interesting. I, That's actually a very deep thought. It's a deep thought. If you, because you know, I did spend all day pulling up and adjusting the bra straps. She said, "Don't do that. That's a waste of time. You know, <laughs> time for that during the day." So I ended up buying a black bra and then in another style, like a tan bra, mm. which had some little pink flowers on it. Um, and so I'm all set. I went to the pencil test. I, I had a meeting with the bra whisperer and. Uh, <laughs> 
I think you'll see the results at the wedding. <laughs> you know, that's the first thing I'm going to be looking at. <laughs> right. Hopefully there'll be something tastefully covering, tasteful covering the bra, but uh, I, I, I'm all set. I'm set for life now. Are there any brand names you could drop right now? I mean, is, is, it, is it a woke haul? Is it a... You know, Sheila, she, she sells mainly European brands. Oh, okay. So I don't even know what the brand is. It's not okay. a wall. I like hall. that. Um, they're European brands, I guess, for Europeans with large breasts. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 yes, for, for, for women who work in the kitchens of Hungary, Hungary, Hungary. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much what it looks like. She does specialize in larger sizes. So. That people, sounds people great. That, people that pass the pencil test that need, you know, or failed the pencil test, however you want to look at it. But, um. That's the place to go, the pencil test. Well, this will be good, Monica, because then when we see you the first weekend in August, it's it's the dress, it's the accessories, it's the shoes and the undergarments, all part of the initial scan. We'll be, we'll be taking it all in. Uh, in a related story, when it comes to undergarments that provide a sense of emotional comfort, I, uh, I posted last week on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group that I was going to be trying out this product called thunder shirt not 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 for me not for me uh but for my dog ferris he's not the only dog in the world that really for whom the fourth of july is the worst night of the year because he finds um fireworks so terrifying so year after year listeners have recommended the thunder shirt and i have poo-pooed it but i thought okay this year let's see how this really works and monica you saw it right it's like a super tight velcro undergarment you wrap around the midsection of your dog and it actually had a very positive effect on it's like a trunk girdle yes yes for the dog and apparently they find it comforting and soothing um, and almost like you're holding them the whole time, like they're being held. But he, on the 3rd of July, there was a lot of like freelance fireworks around in the neighborhood. So we tried it out and it had a dramatically positive effect. On the 4th of July, it was almost too much to control. Like in the neighborhood around the Ben Bungalow, Monica, wouldn't you say that pretty much everyone within a mile was blowing something up? Yeah, it went on straight three hours straight. It was insane. <laughs> but the the like the shaking that that Ferris used to do, where you would think he was just going to shatter into a million little pieces, all of that was gone. Oh, he, that's good, Liz. He, what he I did, like is it, it went up that our, our our brother Dick and sister in law Sue saw how effective the thunder shirt was on Ferris leading up to the 4th of July that they went and got a little mini one for their dog zipper. So we had this backyard, we had this barbecue on the 4th of July with the two dogs running around in their, you know, torso girdles, their little thunder shirts. It was very cute. <laughs> anyway, I know people had emailed in this week or asked on the Facebook page, like, what was the thunder shirt report? It was a dramatic improvement. Not total solution. It's still terrifying with all of these explosions going on. But I would definitely recommend if your dog has the same issue that, well, that all dogs have, uh, that you give this a go. And Sheila, during this whole process, you had also emailed me that you thought there were some of your students that could benefit from something like this. Oh, no, no. It's a real thing uh, with, with humans. It's called sensory integration syndrome. And it means that you have trouble integrating senses. And one spe- one end of the spectrum are kids like Ferris <laughs> who need to be weighted, weighted down. And I, I definitely had a couple kids in my class this year that could have used some thunder shirts and some, some thunder helmets. It's just some, something on their head, a weighted um, helmet in some way to keep them down. <laughs> Uh, Okay, good to know. I had no idea that existed in humans. Good to know. Well, I've always thought that maybe I had a little touch of it when I was younger. (laughs) Because I was just remembering how tight I always wanted my headband and my hair to be. Like, I just wanted everything very tight. Uh And I'm still that way. You know, I still wear... um, Your bathing cap around town? (laughs) 
I like a jegging. I like an undergarment. I, you know, I like comp- swat. Like- it's, it's like swaddling, which you would new- yes. do with a newborn baby, that you wrap them up very tightly. You swaddle them. So I like compression. Like- yeah, I like compression. And yes. we talked about that before on the lab rats. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I just can't wait to send you a picture of the high-low dress because so, I, it's not a cla- It's not a typical high-low. I just we'll okay. Don't don't send the picture. Don't send us the picture. Don't Keep send the picture. Save it. Mm-hmm. save it for the wedding. We want these okay. surprises. Yeah, we're, it's uh, Monica's bra, the high-low dress. You know, there's going to be a lot of sizes at this wedding. Liz's lack of accessories. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to have to wrap this up pretty quickly here. Um, Julie, did you say you had a question for Sheila and I? I did. I have a haiku question for you um, uh, because you both used to live in New York. Here's my haiku. Wiener, Spitzer, why? (laughs) As you know, Anthony Wiener, the um, uh, disgraced congressman, and Elliot Spitzer, the disgraced... um, uh, governor are now running to to run the city of New York, and as New Yorkers, really, are these are these the two? Ba- you don't have anyone else in that city that could run the city uh, that hasn't you know sent out text messages of their private parts or hasn't you know engaged a hooker. I mean, and New York is is just it, it's just a different it's a different world there, Julie. I, I thought you were going to go Wiener, Spitzer, Jeter. Because um, <laughs> I know Derek Jeter is back. But, um, back, but you know, now gone again. But that's a whole other thing. He's story. back. He's gone. That's the, that's the classic New York move. You, you get disgraced and then you come back. You leave, you come back. And, you know, that's... There's no one else in that fine city of 8 million people. There's no other public servant. You don't have anyone else that might be remotely qualified that... Could you I think they. I think they could just elect uh, Michael Bloomberg king, and everyone would be satisfied. If he was allowed to stay forever, people might be totally good with that, because he's just like a business guy, but who's like sensitive to neighborhood issues. Wiener and Spitzer. I just think it shows you, Julie. Nobody cares about all that stuff. It like makes great headlines in the New York Post to like disgrace Anthony Wiener, and the name, of course, is just an automatic laugh. But like. Fundamentally, if somebody wants to go do those jobs, I think people think, well, better him than me, right? <laughs> I, 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 who, who would want to be mayor of New York, really? No, I just think, no, I think they're liars, Liz. I think both of them have, you know, I, I can't, wouldn't, couldn't vote for those guys. And they're egomaniacs, Julie. You have to be an egomaniac to, to run in New York. And, and that's what their whole, you know, their, their disease is. They're, they're, they're both, they're both diseased. <laughs> I knew you'd have the answer. She thought. <laughs> uh, okay. On oh, that- that's my mobile unit starting up again. <laughs> what just happened? Well, my mobile unit. I put my key in my unit. So, oh, okay. um, no, we're, we're coming to the end. So that means the show's over. <laughs> okay. If she was driving. If Sheila's driving away, I think we better wrap this up. I um, think Because it, okay. it would not be safe to uh, to podcast and drive at the, <laughs> at the same time. Uh, all right. Keep in touch with us. We are always there. As, I, as we mentioned at the top of the show, many, many shows on iTunes, if you've just discovered Satellite Sisters and Leon's other show, Chaos Chronicles. I think we'll be back next weekend. Right, sisters? We'll be able to round up some kind of a crew, right? Yes. Definitely. Yes. All right. Stay in touch with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.